Welcome to When in Doubt, Laugh It Out. I'm Michelle Lyle. And I'm Michelle Brookhouse. Have you ever heard that laughter is the best medicine? We may actually believe it's orgasms. Or sneezes. <laughs> Whatever the case. Tune in while we discuss serious and not so serious topics of health, relationships, sex, and money. Just trash it. When in doubt, trash it out. Trash it out. <laughs> trash it. You don't like it, just throw it out. Throw it out. Well, you know, we both have been cleaning out our closets and yes. our house and our yes. everything. It's been actually really kind of fun because I've been cleaning things that I wouldn't think to clean. I, I mean, mm-hmm. meaning I went through all of my jewelry yeah. last week. You know, it's sort of like I actually went through all of it pulled out all of the things that were broken all of the things that I wasn't wearing at all and put a box in that put a bunch of stuff in the trash and yeah it was actually pretty fun and then I was also knowing exactly what I have in terms of my jewelry too mm-hmm. jewelry's weird is it yeah it holds a lot of energy I think it does hold a lot of energy mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to really think about things that I was keeping and things that I was leaving behind and um, wondering, you know, because I, I have pieces of jewelry from my marriage. I have pieces of jewelry from boyfriends, old boyfriends, and it's sort of like, do we keep these things? Do I want to keep these things? Do I not want to keep them? Well, if you're asking, you know, on a broad spectrum of what society says, then it's not mm-hmm. necessarily true for you. It's whatever's true for you. You want to keep it, keep it. If you don't, get rid of it. Right. But yeah. don't allow it to, like, you know, you need to clear whatever energies are on it that keep it, like, attached to something. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. Yeah. However, with all the cleaning we're doing, I bet the neighbors would really love it if we cleaned our yard. <laughs> yeah, we do need to mow the lawn, don't Our we? lawn is, like, so... We, we, need, we need volunteers. Does someone want to come and mow our lawn? <laughs> well... Every day I say to every day I say to the boys, "Wow, the yard looks so great! Thank you for doing it." <laughs> Do you say that to them? Yeah. Well, I say it to I say it to one of them, the youngest one. I say it to him, the feisty one. Every time I see him, he like he's like um, he's like, "Look what I did in school!" And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Wow, I'm really proud of you!" And that the yard work you did that just blew me it's away. Amazing. <laughs> and then he's like. He's like, I looked at the lawnmower and I looked at the gas can and gas can was empty, so I did something else. Right. So, I guess we should fill the gas can. It yeah. would make it much easier for a boy to choose to mow the lawn. <laughs> well, and then I um, I thought, well, I'll mow the lawn myself. And then I couldn't get started. <laughs> oh. Well, did you get gas? No, but what, we're having I, a I, household conversation right now. <laughs> Recording a household conversation. <laughs> I can't start the lawnmower by myself. I need something. <laughs> Do you need a strong man? <laughs> I need a lawnmower to start with my own strength, but I can't do it myself. I'm asking for help. I'm willing to accept help. Lowering all my barriers, willing to put my independence aside and receive assistance someone to pull that string (laughs) (laughs) 
no matter what we talk about, it all comes back to sex and dating. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, um, I've been searching for a puppy. Yeah. I've been trying to search for a puppy for you. Everyone I know, I'm like, you should get a puppy, you know. And uh, one of my friends online saw my post where I said something about everyone has everyone has a man and a dog but me what is it that I don't really want one or I would have chosen it or something like that and um a friend messaged me and he says well you know you could get a man that's a real dog (laughs) I'm like that's why I'm not choosing it I've already had that (laughs) I've had lots of dogs (laughs) yeah no more. I'm choosing a prince. <laughs> well, no, I'm choosing a king. <laughs> what's really funny about that is that I, um, you know, it's funny that we say stuff like that. I, I, I almost just jump tracks real quick. Because <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> However. Yes. You know, there's some history about kings and I don't know that I would have wanted to be in a relationship with any of them. With any king? Yeah. Like the, the, um, like if you think about like the history of the kings and what they represented and what they did and what they chose and how they led and, you know, most mm. of, uh, not most, but a lot of them, you know, weren't really into women. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that most kings are gay? <laughs> I'm saying that I think it's a thing. I, I'm not, not, most is probably not the appropriate word, but I'm pretty sure it was a thing. Just from some of the things that I have, you know, come across. Right. Okay. I'm not quoting anything. I'm not generalizing. It's just possible one king was gay and I'm just thinking about that guy. Well, and and I was sort of referencing Alison Armstrong's work. Do you know Alison Armstrong? I'm familiar, but not 100%. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't taken any classes from her, but I've definitely listened to some of her stuff and read some of her stuff and she actually talks about um I'm looking for a particular word and I'm not finding it right now but these so we all go through these stages and and men go through the page and then the prince and then the knight and then the king so it's like these rites of passage Mm -hmm. and then women I you know the same we go through these passages and so to choose a king means that you've chosen a man who's actually at the top of his game. He's done his life. I mean, he's made choices for himself to be in that place where he's confident. And but it's a different place. It's a different. It's a different man to choose. Mm-hmm. You're choosing a prince. You have an opportunity to actually um, be influenced influential you Mm. choose a king you have less influence Mm. I mean I can see it from that point of view and you know I like to look at the energies of what things mean historical things mean and I'm like (laughs) I don't know if I want a king a prince a page or any of those none of those I want none of those I mean just just even thinking about like you know I was thinking about like you know a superhero whatever yeah like you think oh Oh, you know I want this this grand and glorious Mm -hmm. superhero but think about a superhero's real life. Like, how much time does he actually have to, like, hang out with you? He's right. saving the world. He's saving the world. He has no time for you. You know. Clark Kent, you know. It, it puts me in mind of, um, you know. Superman. No, it puts me in mind of, like, in access consciousness for a long time, and it still may be a thing. 
um, you know, women all over the world were like crazy for Dr. Dane here, thinking that they were all going to be the one that, you know, that he would choose, that he would choose. He's so handsome. And he does, he's he, going to choose me. He does ride a white, a white horse, you know, this whole, oh, you know, knight in shining armor yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And there was something that I heard him say one time or even many times that he's like, I am not the ideal partner. He's like, mm-hmm. my, my, you know, my whole thing is that I, I'm on this path to consciousness and I'm traveling all the time. I'm traveling the world all the time. Like, you're not going to be happy being in a relationship with me. I'm never going to be around and you're not going to be my first priority. Consciousness is my first priority. Mm-hmm. And that's so true about that yeah. role in the world. Yeah, and totally so you true. think about these men that are and like... And how great that he's that clear. Sorry. I love that too. Yes. I love that too. I mean, he's super clear about what's number one for him. And I think that's what's so endearing about him is that we want someone who's so clear about themselves yeah. and we want them available. So yeah. oftentimes the unavailable guy is muddy in what he wants to choose. And then the clear mm-hmm. guy is like on this trajectory, you can't like, he's not touchable. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's what we, we put these, these different people on pedestals by their success. But you think about, you know, successful people their work is their number one priority or mm-hmm. their mission or whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're after is their number right. one priority. Yeah. And you know, you can get good at that. So I actually happen to be really good at long distance relationships or, you know, relationships where someone's gone for a chunk of time. Cause you get to be alone <laughs> because I get to be alone and I've actually chosen that in my life mm-hmm. and I actually liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only time that it was weird for me is when I was buying this other point of view that I needed something else. Mm-hmm. That it was mm-hmm. supposed to be this. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, that's where we all get into trouble. And because I was we... raising kids and I was doing it by myself, and that wasn't very fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we do choose things based on what our culture says we mm-hmm. should be choosing. And there's a lot of um, judgment if we don't choose the path that culture asks us to choose in a way yeah or our family asks us to choose you know um, well we were just talking about how you know one of your friends said you're a bad texter because you don't get back right away mm-hmm. and I, I happen to fall in that category too and if you require me to like be on it texting you all the time wondering where you are wanting to spend every waking minute with you like what are we doing tonight what are we doing tonight what are we doing tonight I'm not your person because mm-hmm. that's never gonna happen my life is you know it's it's crazy with all the different things that I do and I will make room for you as an addition like whipped cream <laughs> I love that analogy and I love, well, do I love whipped cream? As long as it's not too sweet, I like whipped cream. You know, whipped cream's not actually sweet. That's the funny thing. We all think it's a sweet thing, but true whipped cream? Well, yes, you have to put sugar in it. Well, even even when you sweeten it, it's it's not meant to be like like sticky sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but our culture has also decided that everything needs to be sticky sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I have no words. Everything needs to be sweet because sour sucks. <laughs> you know, sour makes you pucker. Yeah. But what is that sweet, that sweet tooth that we've created? We're a sugar society. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go back on to health, right? Food health sugar i mean our brain needs it right 
I mean, there's so many different points of view about it. And I can say that, you know, sometimes I require it. Like I'm like, you know, going, 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 going. And I do a lot with my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just have a little bit of sugar and it's like a pick me up. But um, at the same time, when I've done a sugar cleanse, mm-hmm. it's also been incredibly fantastic. And I've gotten a different kind of long lasting energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Nothing is a forever thing. We all require, our bodies require different things at different times. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't really been doing a whole lot of sugar um, lately, and I notice that, like, I don't crave it as much, too. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's a different kinds of sugar, too, you know? Like, um, I was having a little bit of a, you know, my kids are always right, so I was having a little bit of a battle. and They're right. Right. They're, They're always right. right. They're always right. Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. having a little, little yeah. battle with my youngest, and, and I was like... Um, <laughs> He was looking for something sweet or whatever. I, I don't remember what the conversation was, um, but he's like, well, apples have sugar. And I'm like, no, it's not actually sugar. And he's like, yes, it is. And I'm like, no, it's not. He's like, yes, it is. And I'm like, it's fructose. <laughs> it's a different kind of sugar. It is a different It may kind act of similar sugar. in the body, but it's a different kind of sugar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if, you're, if you get your body out of processed sugar, mm-hmm. then it, it'll assimilate natural sugars differently, I think, for to sure. some degree. Yeah, for sure. But let's talk about being right, too. Yeah. Being right or being happy. Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be happy. I yeah. used to always think I had to be right. And I did, too. My kids can mm-hmm. attest to that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think my daughter still thinks that I need to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're sort of programmed, another programming about needing to be right. And I don't know if it's self-worth our value, our, I don't know, what is it well, that there's makes a, us want to need to think we need to be right about stuff? We're also women, and there is this there is this thing in our society, I don't know where it started or where it came from, that the woman's always right. Oh, yeah, mama ain't, ain't, ain't happy, nobody's happy. Mama yeah. ain't happy, nobody's happy. A happy yeah. life is a happy wife. Yeah, and <laughs> a happy wife. Well, and that's a slightly different. I mean, I guess... It doesn't necessarily mean she has to be right. But too. I mean, it still plays into that. It can. Play Don't argue into with your that. wife. She's Don't always argue. right. She's always right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. True. I don't want to be right. I just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. I want to have fun too. You want to be right? Go ahead. You're right. <laughs> you can be right. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because um, yeah, I keep, I've been having these funny conversations with the boys lately, so I was having a conversation with my other son, and, um, so one of, like, I don't have very many, like, trigger points or pet peeves, but one of them is, is when you're like, hey, guess what, oh, never mind, and I'm like, what, and they're like, never mind, it's no big deal, I'm like, now you have to tell me, or if somebody's like, um, ah, never mind, I'm like, no, what, like, yeah. tell me, yeah, or don't even, like, start the game, stop it, yeah, <laughs> So we were driving in the car and we were talking about something and then he's like, well, no, never mind. And I was like, what? He goes, I'm not going to tell you. I want to get frozen yogurt. I'll tell you after that because we're going to get in a fight. And I'm like, why don't you just give me, why don't you just tell me what it is? Give me an opportunity. I don't have to be right. I'm okay not being right. And so I can't remember what the topic was, but he threw it out there and I was like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. And he was just like, like, like caught, he was just kind of confused for a second. (laughs) And I was like, maybe instead of holding back these conversations, thinking that I'm going to 
argue with you, you could try having them with me mm-hmm. and see what the result actually is mm-hmm. because he's so he's determined the result so yeah. he'll choose not to even talk about it. Well, do you know how often we actually determine a result without actually checking it out? We it's like in our mind, we sort of go forward, we make huge assumptions about somebody that we know or we don't know and we think it's going to go a certain way so we don't even try it's crazy we don't try anything because we just assume it'll be another way so i was at um this reminds me i was at my um high school reunion um on saturday i'm not telling you which one (laughs) (laughs) and come on 10 years isn't that bad (laughs) I was I had my glass of wine on on the on the table. I'm standing, I have a glass of wine on the table. I'm talking to a classmate. I lean in because I can't hear her and I tip over my wine. Spill it everywhere. Spill it everywhere and I'm going, oh crap. This gal that's standing beside me, she goes, just wait. She goes, just go ask the bartender. Just tell him that you've spilled your wine and you need another glass. And I sort of looked at her. She goes, I'll do it. So she went, she took my wine glass to the bartender's in and got me another full glass of wine. I never would have thought to ask that. I spilled my wine. It's like, I made a mistake. You're I'm, responsible. I'm responsible. <laughs> she got me a glass of wine. Asking you shall receive. Asking you shall receive. Why not? You know, I mean, that's or, the thing. Is like we're so conditioned to be afraid to ask. What's the worst thing that can happen? They say no. Yeah. So asking or having conversations that we think we shouldn't have, or we've already predetermined what the answer will be. Yeah. We're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back. Yes. Undeniably, we live in a couple culture. To show up single seems to announce that there might be something wrong with you. But what if there's nothing wrong? What if you could recognize that you might actually be choosing single right now? And if you chose to, you could choose something different. Sometimes acknowledging what we are doing or choosing gives us enough clarity to change it if we'd like to. Sometimes that acknowledgement gives us the freedom to embrace the choice that we've made and actually enjoy it. Join Michelle and Michelle on May 23rd, 2019 at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for a lively discussion about being single and what it means or does it mean. Opening up and being in this conversation may give you an opportunity to change your perspective. You may recognize all the ways you are choosing single. You may see that you actually enjoy it. You may see something that you know you could change in order to choose a partner. No matter what we uncover, just know that you're not wrong. Single is not a four-letter word. So it must not be wrong. Register now at laughitout.lol. And we'll see you there. We're back from an, an abrupt break. There was no... A very long break. <laughs> that was a, a very abrupt break. We're like, nope. uh, we gotta go. To we a break. gotta go. So to a break. We apologize, and, and we're back, and, and we forgot back what and we were talking totally about. Totally forgot what we we're talking about. So we're gonna. We you know. jumped tracks to another thread because that's what we always do. Yeah, and then we thought, oh yeah, we should be recording this. 
So, well, I don't know if we should be or we shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> should. We are talking about being right. See, we're still on track. Yeah. <laughs> the right chromosomes. Yeah. Well, okay. So I've been watching. This is funny because it, this was a couple of years ago. I was watching Orphan Black. Mm. It's a fascinating series. And then I lost track of it for a couple of years, waiting for the next season. And that last season was out a while ago. And so now I'm watching the last season. But it speaks to this nature-nurture thing that we were just beginning to have a conversation about. Because they're clones. Mm. And all of these clones have completely different personalities because of how they were raised because they were raised in different parts of the world with different parents or were homeless or whatever it is that was um, influencing them and yet they look the same except with different hair whatever I mm-hmm. mean all the differences and all of the samenesses between them it's fascinating fascinating because it really does speak to this idea of nurture nature What's the difference between nurturing, you know, the, the environment that we're in and what we're given? Well, and then, you know, it also plays on, like we talked about in a different episode about bodies, like you're not your body, like your being yeah. has its consciousness. Your body has its consciousness. Your body has its cellular makeup and its memories and all of that, mm-hmm. that your being may have jumped out of at one point or another and you sure. don't have any memory of, but your body knows. Absolutely. Yeah. All of these facets. And then, you know, thinking about, like, my brother, like, one of my brothers and I were raised ex- in the same exact house with the same two parents. Mm-hmm. For, uh, for yeah. like, so, you know, I had a few years, and I had different parenting, and then he was born, and we had, like, just my mom, and then my, so my, we were raised by my stepdad, who I call my, my dad, um, for, like, the majority of our life, but my brother was only three when they got together, Mm-hmm. I was a little bit older and um and then we're completely completely different. I mean, we're different personalities anyway because we're different people. Sure. But we had the same we had the same <laughs> like DNA. core yeah. childhood. Sure. But completely different. It affected either each of us in totally different ways. And then, um, well, and our parents have to treat each of us differently. I mean, we were just talking about this too. It's like, I treat this child this way and this child that way because of their personalities. And that had to have happened to us too. Even if it wasn't conscious, there would have been some. Well, sure. I'm talking about like, even like scenarios that happened when we were growing up oh, like yes. I remember it one way and it affected okay, me one way he it. remembers it one way and it affected, affected him one way yeah and of course he thinks I'm the favorite I think he's the favorite you know all of those things and then I have a really younger brother who my brothers are brothers and they have exactly this or they have the same dad and different moms but they were my youngest brother was raised by my mom so it's such an interesting way but yeah. my youngest brother and I have more similar characteristics in the way we think about things mm-hmm than my middle brother and either one of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we just pick up different things from different different parents, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. Like, like I picked up different things from my dad that, than my brother. He picked up certain things from my dad that I didn't, and, mm-hmm. and then the same with my mom. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure there's a gender piece there, too. You know, just the differences between the masculine and the feminine, too, and how we related to our moms and our dads. All of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, and then as parents, 
we try to compensate like we'll see different things we try to compensate so like my you know my whole life I had this like um frustration towards my mom because she favored my brother that that was my point of view and then you know later through the years you know doing a bunch of healing work and conversations with my mom at one point we were having this conversation and she said I felt like I had to give your brother more because everybody loved you and I felt like he didn't get as much attention and love, so I felt like I had to give him more. Mm. Wow, wow! But of course, you don't. That's know not that how as it. Kid, yeah, that's, that's not, not how, how it, you experienced it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not so interesting. It yeah. is. She's like, I didn't love him more. I just felt like I had to give him more. Mm-hmm. She's like, everybody loved you. Everybody wanted to be around you, and then you know, there's your little brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and right. I yeah. didn't experience life that way. Mm-hmm. You know, because. It's funny because, you know, the direct um, thing from our mom and our dad mm-hmm. is what we really, you know, hone in on as kids growing up, more so than the outer influences. Not that they don't play a big role, because they do. You know, I have very specific memories with my aunt and um, other people, but, you know, it's our parents. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my kids all think, they all all say, well, you like this one better, this one's the favorite, and, you know... They all think it's someone else, you know, and not them. And I don't really have any favorites. It's not that I have favorites. They're just completely different people. Yeah. I mean, you've met three of them. I have met three of them. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. if you meet any of them, you would think they were all only children because they're just so wildly different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Characteristically, they they look, I mean, you can see some similar, like, looks, but... For the most part, they're just kind of such unique Well, and I think most parents would say that if you have four kids in a family, five kids in a family, six kids in a family, well, however many kids I mean, in a family. I mean, you come from a big family, so... I have four kids. Yeah. Four, and we're all completely different, too. And I'm sure there's some recognition. I know there's recognition from our parents about that as well. You and know? you don't feel like you're, that there's any of your siblings that are more similar than to each other? Um... That's a great question. I would say, I don't know. Mm. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know I relate to each of my siblings differently, each of them. Sure. Um, and there's more resonance between some of us than others. <laughs> Look at me being super diplomatic. <laughs> I can hear it in my brain. <laughs> You know, in, in in my in my family and in, in my kids, you know, I had I had one, and then there's a huge gap. Yeah. And then, um, and the, so my oldest son, for you know, he just decided he was going to be an only child his whole life. So then, when he got a sibling, he was mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he never got over that. He never he never wanted siblings. Right. Yeah. And so and he has some consciousness around that that I don't want siblings. Or is this your just no no no? He's he's he's, he's said that. he said that when he was little. Yeah, it's been a thing. And yeah, um, out of all the kids, like he's the most removed. Mm. Like he's the most huh. like only child. But I was really young when I had him, and he kind of yeah. raised me. And it was just him and I for four years. Yeah. Before That's anyone else came around. For sure. And then, um, and then I had my next two really close together. Mm-hmm. Um, but one was a boy and one was a girl. And so my second son and my oldest son, they just battled, mm. you know, and they had just not, you know, um, kind relationships with each other. And then um, my daughter was the baby and she was treated like the baby. She was the last one. She, I wasn't going to have any more. 
it was a done deal and like she didn't walk until she's 18 months old she you know cried a lot everybody waited on her hand and foot you know so she was the baby mm-hmm. and so she has those baby like I'm the baby of the family characteristics mm-hmm. but she's actually the middle child yeah, yeah and yeah. so then I had the next two really close together and how much differences between um, 18 months and 18 months I, 18 months between the... the, two, the um, so I have one, and then four years I had one, and then 18 months to the day yeah. I had one, and then seven years. Seven years. And then um, one, and then 19 months and one. Okay, so there's seven years in between there, too. So she really is a youngest. She's not a middle. She is a youngest. Well, but at the same time, here's the, here's the crazy part. So she was the baby... Yeah. And then she became the middle child when I had the next one and then the next one. But then she became the old oldest, oldest child. Wow. So she's had And then she a... helped take care of her, her little brothers. Sure. And like, you know, for a summer she actually oh, was my nanny yeah. for a summer. I right. paid her to be my nanny yeah. for a summer. And so she's got She'd be interesting to interview. <laughs> so she's she's got all three. She's got the baby, the middle child, and the oldest. Wow. In all in one family. All in one family and backward, and backwards, and backward. Mm-hmm. Youngest, middle, oldest. Hmm. And she really—it's interesting because she really thrives at being the oldest. Mm-hmm. Like she, she, she's really close to her younger brothers, not so much to her older brothers. Mm-hmm. And the relationship she has with her older brothers is that she's the baby, mm-hmm. and then um, she's also the invisible kid in the family. Mm-hmm. As the middle child, right? Yeah. But then, as the as the oldest child with her younger siblings, she's like she loves it. Like she thrives. Yeah. Like she loves to hang out with them and take them to do stuff and be the big sister. And right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How fun! Where were you in your family? Um, I so I was the I'm the oldest born. I have a, such a weird family. So I have three dads. Yeah. I have um, two brothers, but then I was raised with my mom's best friend family and they have five kids four boys and one girl mm-hmm. and you know so like there was it was a soup for like at least the first six years of my life life was a soup so you are like one of the first well not first I mean I mean in terms of we talk about blended families mm-hmm. you know that's sort of a newer term but you were doing blended family before that was a popular term yeah like way before it was a popular term because I'm really old now yeah <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm making a joke. I'm not old and I don't care. Um, yeah, so essentially, yes. Uh-huh. And, um, and so when my mom, so when my mom married my, my dad who raised me, um, he had a daughter mm-hmm. and um, she spent summers with us. And then, you know, and then my mom got a divorce and remarried her second husband, which is my, both of my brother's dad. Right. It's kind of kind of a wild adventure. That is a wild adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the only I'm the only one from my two biological parents. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So and it's funny because I mean my instinct is to say, Well, what was that like for you? And it's like, Well, that was my life, you know? Well, you know, if I were to say like where do I fit? Yeah. I would say don't fit and I was always just weird. Yeah. Like I was always just the weirdo. Mhm. I was always the different one. Mm-hmm. Like I did I just did not fit in. Mhm. And you know the most the I think the most common ground that I had was 
growing up with my mom's best friend's sons and you know I'm really close to one of them mm-hmm. you know and I was close to all of them but um like like as an adult you know mm-hmm. him and I are still really close yeah yeah so fascinating isn't it just sort of the the people that are in our lives and they come in and out of our lives and it does make me wonder what is the purpose from all of this and do we actually decide this before we come down and go hey I mean before we're born when I say mm-hmm. come down um when we're, we're just coming that, down when we're just we're a little star seed down. <laughs> the star seed looking down going you're gonna be my mom and you're gonna be my first dad and then you're gonna be my second dad and then you're gonna be my third dad and I'm gonna have all of you be kind of my siblings but yeah. I'm gonna be in my own world forever yeah, so how does that all happen, and how, do, how does that get decided? You know, I love having those kinds of... Well, I mean, we talk so much about, like, human design and, yeah. you know, <laughs> DNA. Like, I didn't know I was 90% junk. I just found that out. It's not actually true for me, so I know it's not true. <laughs> so I'm glad that there's a book now that talks about it's not actually true. It's not actually true. <laughs> Some scientists what do you know it? that might actually be true? <laughs> But you're the oldest, yeah? Yes. I always forget that. I always think you're the youngest, which is hilarious. I know, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you just kind of have more of a, like, a, a baby of the family I'm personality. A, I'm a baby of the family personality. <laughs> <laughs> Only just, be, you know, I've, I don't actually see you. I've seen you with your dad, but I haven't seen you, like, full on with your no, you siblings. Seen so you may, you may, be, you know, have a different um, way of being when you're around your whole family. Yeah, I don't know. Sort of, but not really. And you may just still be the baby then, too? I might, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I could take the baby away from my, my youngest um, sibling, mm. brother, because he really is the baby. He is definitely the baby. <laughs> well, you're just not, you just don't take charge and responsibility for no, your whole family, which is I typically, really don't. it's the typical right. older child thing. It is. I, I abdicated that a long time ago. Got, oh, someone else. I'll let someone else do it. <laughs> I bet they're happy with you. <laughs> they're like, I didn't choose to change roles. Give me back my role. Who do you think you are? <laughs> I know it's so backwards in my family. Um, you know, most kids reach out to their parents all the time, and I'm. I. I it's not because I. I love them and I want to talk to them every day. I just don't. I just don't think of it because I have so much going on, and mm-hmm. I'm still a mom, and like you know, I've got all these things going on, and. Um, you know, so my parents reach out to me and I think that's probably backwards Mm. Mm -hmm. because I know that my sister, my sister talks to my dad every day. I know she calls him. She calls him. Yeah. And I know that my youngest brother, um, calls my, um, my parents, my mom and, um, my stepdad that live together. I know my youngest brother calls them at least once a week. Mm. And then my middle brother calls them way more than I do, even though he's not as good as me or as good as my youngest brother. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, I love you. I just, I'm tired. I don't have any time. I don't have any more words today. I just had so many meetings. I can't mm-hmm. talk anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, my dad is getting cochlear implants. Co- I can't pronounce them, but. Cochlear? Yeah. Are they cochlear or cochlear? Tomato, tomato. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, so talking on the phone to him is, is not. Oh, yeah. It doesn't not, work. Not yeah. very fun. It does, right. It's not fun for him. For yeah. sure. For sure. You got to see him. So he'll text. He calls it tweets, but he'll text me. He'll tweet you? Yeah. He'll give me a tweet, sweetheart. <laughs> so 
so you know I need to like you know part of living so close is to drive down and see him but I just haven't done it mm-hmm. in a while right not since the road trip with you yeah hey Michelle want to go on a road trip <laughs> yes <laughs> just kidding I love road trips and on that note <laughs> and on that note <laughs> la <laughs> we'll catch you next time yes we will <laughs>